Some are traveling, but all are missed. Amen? I want you to open your Bibles to Revelation chapter 5. That's the next place I'll go after introduction. But again, one of my best friends and a, a pastor who has much better timing than I do with jokes, Brother Sean, <laughs> Copied off, I have two three-ring binders this big with good, clean jokes. Okay? Because I always believe, you know, the Bible says laughter is like what? Like a medicine, okay? And I don't think the same as most people. I think differently, and so I found one right off the bat. It talks about thinking differently. And they ask this question. Do people down under in Australia call the rest of the world up over? How come wrong numbers are never busy? Why is it called lipstick when you can still move your lips? Men would buy more of it for their... Never mind. Uh, uh, Why is lemon juice made with artificial flavor and dishwashing liquid made with real lemons? Have you ever seen a toad on a toadstool? How do you get off a nonstop flight? How do you write zero in Roman numerals? And if swimming is so good for your shape, then why do whales look the way they do? And why is the time of day with the slowest traffic called rush hour? Yes. See, you think I was going to stop with that? No. Okay, let me see here. I told you I think differently. I'm going I'm to give you a joke for grandmas here this morning because I, I looked down as, as we were singing. It was so much fun watching Steve hold the hymn book down for his grandson there. And I, I, he looked so much like his daddy when he was little. You know, like that. So I'm watching that. I just... I, I've been around long enough to be able to watch that, okay? So that's a blessing. Okay, so there was a, this little three-year-old boy who'd been told several times to get ready for bed. We have that problem in our house with a, uh, um, someone who's older than three years old. Both of the boys, okay? They always find something to do when you tell them to get ready for bed. The last time his mom told him she was insistent, his response was, yes, sir. Correcting him, she said, you would say yes, sir, to a man. I am a lady, and you should say yes, ma'am, to a lady. To quiz him on this lesson, she then asked him, well, what would you say to daddy? Yes, sir, came the reply. And what would you say to mama? Yes, ma'am, he proudly answered. Good job. Now, what would you say to grandma? He lit up and said, can I have a cookie? <laughs> That's how that works, isn't it? Yes. I told you I think differently. Because, you know, so many things, the choices we make in our life are based off of your attitude. Okay? It's your attitude. This family had two twin boys whose only resemblance to each other, they weren't identicals, uh, you know, were their looks. If one felt it was too hot, the other thought it was too cold. If one said the TV was too loud, the other claimed the volume was too low. Opposite in every way. One was an eternal optimist and the other was a doom and gloom pessimist. 
Just to see what would happen on the twins' birthday, the father loaded the pessimist room with every imaginable toy and game. The optimist room he loaded with horse manure. That night, the father passed by the pessimist room and found him sitting amidst his new gifts, crying bitterly. Why are you crying, the father asked. Because my friends will be jealous. And I have to read all these instructions before I can do anything with this stuff. And I'll constantly need batteries for my toys will be, eventually it'll get broken anyways. That's the answer of the pessimist. Passing by the optimist twin's room, the father found him dancing in joy for the pile of manure. What are you so happy about, he asked, to which the optimist, optimist twin replied, with all this manure, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Said the title of the message this morning is uh, The Blood of the Lamb. Let me make a prayer. My prayer will go into the message. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for these people who are here this morning and pray, Father, if there's someone here without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior today, they could be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Father, for those who are saved, help us, Father, to realize the book we have in our laps, how precious it is. Every word of God is pure. And Lord, the importance of the blood of Christ for our salvation. I pray you just work in our hearts. Father, and help us now, Lord, to come apart from the cares of the world and, Father, to be able to open our hearts and our minds to the leading of the Holy Spirit that we might listen to the words of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I read from you in Hebrews chapter 9, and of verses 11 through 28, and it kept talking about the blood, didn't it? And the blood for this and the blood for that. And then the difference between animals' blood and the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, why is that important? I got saved out of a religion back in the 90s when Pope John Paul was the, the head of the Catholic Church because the popes are the head of the religion. He made a statement then that said that one of the most dangerous things in this world, most threatening to modern society, is Bible-believing fundamentalists who take a literal interpretation of the Scriptures. Okay? I am a lifetime member of... Uh, the NRA. They had put, uh, well, they have their, their problems too. I'm, I'm more glad that I'm a lifetime member of the family of God. All right? But with that, they had the articles talking out and they had interviews, people, and what they were doing in the 2000s is with, the, with the, the training officers for the FBI and the ATF, they told them that people with Christian bumper stickers um, on their cars in the places like that were the most dangerous vehicles to approach. State troopers, same thing. Do you understand that? And see, what does the world think of us today? You just got to realize that. Uh, and you say, why is this? You know, the, the, the Pope went on to say that the Scriptures weren't meant to be taken literally. And they need to be in, interpreted by the church in the light of tradition in the writing of the church fathers. I got saved out of it. That is the teaching. The church fathers and tradition are elevated equal with... Okay? Now, there's verses on traditions in your Bible, and we're, we're admonished to follow godly traditions, but they're always supposed to be based on the commandments and the words, words of God and not on the words of men. So I'm not going to say all traditions are bad. But if those traditions contradict the words of God, then they're wrong. Okay? 
If I've offended you, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be offensive. It just comes naturally to me. I'm not trying to attack anybody's, you know, in this world. I'm not trying to attack their thinking, but we're dangerous. You know why? Because we believe when you take away interpreting the Bible, Bible literally, you remove the stumbling blocks that develop the all-encompassing ecumenical one-world religion. That's why the changes in the newer Bibles take place. It's got to be more acceptable. If you don't believe, you can talk to me about that later. We can look comparing spiritual with spiritual. You know, the problem is Bible-believing Christians are too bloody. If you're a Bible believer, the religion you have by some people is called a slaughterhouse religion. Plain and simple. Because every belief that's not based, because I'm not a religious person. And if you're saved, you're not religious either. You are born again. You are blood-bought. Religion is man's attempt to come to God through any means other than what? I only find one time, you know, when the Bible says, it says pure religion is this, and if you don't know where that is, it's in the book of Revelation. Start reading in one, and by the time you get to, no, it's not, I'm saying pure religion is in James, excuse me, in James. Start reading at James 1 and then get through the rest of the book of James, you'll find the passage. Okay, be very careful about being a religious person because when they hear that, they think of it in the same understanding as they have. Their attempt to try to earn their way in God's grace by their own actions. And I don't care what religion it is. Hinduism is a works religion. Islam is a works religion. Catholicism is a works religion. I want to get, you want to get really upset? Do you know that now in the United Methodist Church, that water baptism is what causes you to be born again? Dealt with it, read it literally. Dealt with a female Methodist minister about it. Okay, I'm just telling you. I'm not telling you all Methodists are lost and going to hell. I'm not telling you all Catholics are. If they trusted in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're as saved as much as I am and you are. All right? But they better be saved according to faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the... And that, that salvation is based not on their works. It's based on the blood of the Lamb. You know, and the thing about it is, you know, what kills me is that people who say we're a bloody, it's a bloody salvation, and that's offensive to people who won't admit that it's needed. It's offensive to people to say that, you know. And the thing, outside of Jesus Christ, you don't have to agree with me, but let's look at it. How many animals do you know of, can you name right off the top of your head, that kill just for the sake of killing and don't eat it later? There's very few. What about mankind? They want to say we're an animal. We are the most bloodthirsty. If we're animals, a higher form, we're the most bloodthirsty animals on the face of this earth. All of sin to come short of the glory of God. 
the only thing that can satisfy the creator God of heaven and earth, literal God of heaven and earth, is the blood of the Lamb. Turn to Revelation chapter 5. So I want you to smile and laugh a little before the service, or before the preaching, because then now it's time to get down to business, isn't it? It's very serious business, the salvation of souls. Revelation chapter 5. And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, in the midst of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood that raging lion. No. Stood the Lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by what? Thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld as I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto Him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped Him that liveth forever and ever. Ever. See, this text, we're introduced to the Lamb in heaven. We're told to sing a new song because He's redeemed us by His blood. If you have the right book, because one of the things that they take out of, not everyone, every place, not taking every place, but what do they do? They'll remove the name Christ. They'll remove the blood. Okay? Right? I'll give you a simple thing. Your King James Bible. Read Ephesians 1.7. Read it to me right now. Quickly. Read it out loud as a congregation. Now go to Colossians 
Now, in the newer Bibles, many of them, through his blood, is taken out in one and left in the other. But what if you only had the one? What if it was a case of a situation with the details? Okay, I worked as an electrician by trade. I have a degree in electronics. And I was given a rule book. It was called the National Electrical Code. And they keep changing that to make it harder for us. But that is, they call that's the Bible of electricity. And if you don't do it word for word, it's wrong and it won't pass. It's not good enough. Well, you know, in one place when they describe something, it's, you don't find one of those rules in the other. It's, they give you a description to do something. And you know what's inherent that you're supposed to do? You're supposed to have known that it's in the other place also. And if you don't know and you miss it, it doesn't pass. There's three warnings in your Bible about taking away and adding to God's Word. That's not my message, but I want you to understand, they removed, why remove the blood? Do you know John MacArthur? A lot of people, good guy in many ways, right? Good preacher, a lot of, Dr. John MacArthur. Was that grace to you? Okay. Do you know he said that the blood wasn't important, it was the death of Christ? You can go back and find where he said that. What do we just read in those verses? The blood. The blood. See, Revelation 5.12, second half, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. This morning we're going to look at the blood of the Lamb. You know, when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming to him, in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, and verse 29, he says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. When you change things, you lose your cross-references. Alright? Go to Genesis chapter 4. Bible is consistent from beginning to end. Alright? Now you got the story of Cain and Abel, right? And for the sake of time, we won't read verses 1 through 12. If I had more time and I hadn't waxed eloquent, we would have read it. Okay? But what you find is you got two brothers came out of the womb, twins. They didn't think the same, did they? See, one was an optimist and one was a pessimist. And one thought it was up to him and the other one knew it, he couldn't provide it. So he, he offered, Abel offered the blood of his flock. Cain offered the fruit of his own hands. But you know what's interesting with this? Look at verse 10 of that chapter. We'll go to verse 9. And the, now Cain rises up because he's, he's jealous and he kills his brother. And in verse 9, the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. See, you know, when you do one thing, you lie to cover it up. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes. 
<laughs> and he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's what? Crieth unto me from the ground. Crieth unto me. Cain is guilty. See, Abel was a shepherd. Cain was a farmer. Abel's sacrifice was accepted. It was a blood sacrifice. Cain wouldn't accept that. He wanted the works of his own hands in his own religion to come before God. And you know what it caused him to do? It caused him to kill the one who knew a blood sacrifice was needed. One blood shed was to make it so you could approach God. The other blood shed was because you went against one man's religion. The voice of the blood. It was exposed by the blood. And God says it cries out from the ground. Isn't that amazing? I don't do laundry a lot at the house anymore. And I don't do... I don't cook a lot either. You already told you the stories about banana extract and hamburger. I don't cook a lot. I eat well. Okay? But I was trying to help Judy. This is many, many years. And the kids were little now. They're off in their 40s. Okay? I was doing laundry and to help Judy. So I just threw my white t-shirts in with my red dress shirt. I couldn't wear those. She tried everything. You know, you can try to bleach them. You know what you end up when you bleach a pink t-shirt? You get a, you get a tie-dye. You just couldn't get rid of that red. Okay? I want to ask some questions. Okay? You ever think about, people talk about the darkness of sin? What's the color of sin in the Bible? It's red. It's red. It cries out from the ground. Had to read a book when I, we were in school. Yeah, they used to make the kids read books in school. It was called The Scarlet Letter. Okay? Abel's blood cried out from the ground. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. We see it in Genesis. Hebrews chapter 12. We read about a better sacrifice, right? In Hebrews earlier, the beginning. Look at verse 22 of Hebrews 12. And it says, But ye are come unto Mount Sion, and unto the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to, the God, to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Better things than of Abel. you got Abel's blood, and you've got Christ's blood. Abel's blood shows, when it's seen, the guilt of someone's sin. Amen? Isaiah 1.18, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. How is it made that way? You ever, I want you to just ever think about scarlet. Do you know scarlet is a very bright red? 
a very bright red. And it, originally, when to get that color scarlet, they had to crush a red worm. Now, we've, we've advanced beyond that. We can make all these colors, but it came from a red worm. Isn't that funny? I just want you to think a little bit. I'm going to throw something out there. If you don't get it, talk to me about it. <laughs> you know, the devil is a red dragon. The false prophet was, what? Okay, you think about, rode upon a scarlet colored beast. The condition of a man in hell is a worm. He's bound hand and foot. I am a worm and no man. Jesus cried on the cross. Guilty with sin. You say, well, that can't be a worm. He's a red dragon. Well, he was, a, he was, an, Oriana, he was an Asian dragon, okay? Asian dragons don't have any legs. So they look like a big worm with teeth. Just want you to think about it, okay? Just something in your Bible. The blood of Jesus Christ. Romans 5.9 Much more than now being justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Acts 20.28 20, When he's, Paul's admonishing the elders at Ephesus, the pastors there, and he says, Feed the church of God, which He, context is God, right? He purchased with His own blood. We already had you read Ephesians 1.7 and Colossians 1.14. Colossians 1.20, And having made peace through the blood of His cross to reconcile all things unto Himself. See, it's the ministry of reconciliation. Hebrews 9.14, Your conscience is purged by His blood. Hebrews 13 and verse 12, Sanctification is with His blood. Revelation 1.5, second half of the verse says, Unto Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. It's the blood of the Lamb. It's not just His death. Stick with what the book says. Okay. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ. See, this is talking to save people. So it's important for me today, not just for my salvation, the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, that's not written to lost people. They can confess it all day long and they're going to burst hell wide open. If we confess our sins to Him, that's what its context is, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. How? Through the blood. From all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, then we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. The voice of blood convicts from man. The voice of the Lamb's blood says, Not guilty. What does the lamb's blood cleanse? What does it cleanse? Turn to Exodus chapter 12. Try not to tarry too long this morning. I promise. 
Exodus chapter 12. Starting in verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers. This is always a simple message for young preachers. They want to preach salvation, right? They have to take a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for the house. And if the household be too small for the lamb, it's not longer just a lamb, it's the lamb, the one that was taken, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls, every man according to his eating. Shall ye make your count for the lamb? Right? So it was a lamb, it's the lamb. Verse 5, Your lamb shall be without blemish and male of the first year, and ye shall take it out of the sheep and and are from the goats. And ye shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month of the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. In the evening morning was the first day. I think I heard that this morning. And they shall take the blood and strike it on the two sides of the post and on the upper post of the door of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Eat not it raw, nor sodden it at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until morning, and that which remaineth of it until morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat of it, with your loins girded, and your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. And ye shall eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover." For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I shall see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. The blood of the Passover lamb. Okay, and I find it interesting, you know. What do they do? They take it and they put it over on the lintel, the top of the doorpost, right here. And then they put it on both sides. So it runs down here, and it's there. Just a picture. Just a coincidence. It's a blood above and blood on the sides. Though you be red like crimson, you shall be white as snow. That was Old Testament. It didn't Clean them completely. A Psalm of David, Psalm 51, is his confession after he committed sin with Bathsheba. Turn there. Psalm 51.
Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, unto thy tender, unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. All sin is against God. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. What did they use to put the blood on the doorpost and on the lintel? Just study hyssop sometime. You can. If it's found, every place it's supposed to be found. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out mine iniquities. Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from what? Blood guiltiness, O God. Thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. And they sang a new song. What does it cleanse? It cleanses our sin. Jesus Christ is our Passover. It's His blood. It cleanses us from all. 1 Corinthians 5, 7, the second half of the verse says, For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for me. It says for us. It's for me, for you. You ever think about it? You know what's interesting with it? In the Old Testament, their blood sacrifice, they took their blood and they put it there. But our lamb was wounded for our... I won't take the time for the sake of time to go to Isaiah 53. You need to read it. Wounded for our transgressions and by His stripes we are healed. Do you ever think about that? Crown of thorns, blood running down. Pierced through the wrists, feet put together, Nailed. Nailed. The wounds. How many wounds were there on the cross? Both feet, both hands, his head, and the side. Except his feet were put together. Okay? So it's one wound going through. Separate wounds spread out. So one, two, three, four, five. It flowed from his head to atone for our sins of thought. The blood flowed from his heart to atone for the sins of our wrong affections, what we love that we shouldn't love. It flowed from his hands to atone for the things we do. Our, right? And it flowed from his feet 
because of the places that we go. See, it cleanses your mind, your heart, your action, and your direction. A great parliament of religions held in Chicago. This is in the late 1800s. Not even the 1900s. Practically every known religion was represented. During one session, Dr. Joseph Cook of Boston suddenly rose and said, Gentlemen, I beg to introduce to you a woman with great sorrow. Bloodstains are on her hands. And nothing she has tried will remove them because the blood cries out from the ground. Huh? The blood is that of murder. She has been driven to desperation in her distress. Is there anything in your religion that will remove her sin and give her peace? A hush fell on the gathering. Now one of the company replied. Raising his eyes heavenwards, Dr. Cook then cried, John! Can you tell us, woman, how to get rid of her awful sin? The great preacher waited as if listening for a reply. Suddenly he cried, Listen! John speaks. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. One of the sins of believers is trying to make that sin worse than their sin. Let every man so exude you. When we do the communion table, a memorial. It's a memorial to the shed blood. Right? Doesn't turn there. Doesn't turn to that. It says, let a man examine himself. I have to change things in my attitude all the time. The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Not a soul broke the silence. The representatives of the Eastern religions and the Western cult sat dumb. In the face of human need, the gospel of Jesus Christ alone could meet the need. The sin of the race demanded the blood of Calvary, the blood of the Lamb. Please stand. Do you realize that many times Psalm 22, speaking of the crucifixion for the shedding of the blood, was written hundreds of years. It was a prophecy of the crucifixion. When it was written, crucifixion was never practiced, heard of, or acted. Hundreds of years. They used to tie them to the cross most of the time. 
they would then let them hang by their arms, shoulders tied up to, until it was hard to breathe. And then they'd break their legs so that the weight would come down and they would suffocate. That wasn't the death of our Savior. A sinless, spotless lamb who shed his blood. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The blood of the lamb. This morning, if you're not saved, it's only by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, your own good works, your good religion, your practices, you're trying to turn the other cheek and having great attitude towards those who abuse you will not save you. My Bible tells me that scarcely for a righteous man when some dare die. Many a man has given his life for his friend. But this Bible tells us, but God commends his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us but it wasn't just his death it was the shedding of that blood is the only thing that could take my scarlet sin and make it white if you're here this morning you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior let today be the day of salvation for you the blood was shed for you believer Do you know that in the book of Hebrews, in the latter part of your Bible, it talks about those who trample that blood in the way that they live because they lose sight of what it costs to purchase their salvation and they start thinking that it's by them that they're kept sanctified? And maybe you've been standing in judgment of some other sinner My son-in-law is given this weekend preaching as God's changed Jake's life and stuff. Spent the whole weekend in a prison preaching to these different men. And then they'd break them up into groups. He'd preach to the group and then he'd break them up into these small groups and the men would give testimony. And Jake had a man come in in the prison who was tattooed all over his face all over his neck and down his arms. And in prison, that generally means that that man's a skinhead or a white supremacist, shaved head. And Jake started thinking, oh man, he's in my group. i got to deal with him. He called his wife. He called my daughter and said, God, beat me up so much. I looked at that man's appearance and I said, I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to be part of what he's part of. I don't want to identify with what he had identified in his life. But there was a difference. That man had come to Christ. And when he stood before the rest of the men there and gave the testimony of what 
the blood of the Lamb had done for him, all were crying because of his complete desire when he understood his sin to be able to be to receive the forgiveness and knowing it was only through the blood of the Lamb. I asked you this morning how many of you just like my son-in-law maybe need to have your attitude changed and realize it's only by the blood of the Lamb. And if God's speaking to your heart and you look down on other people, let a man or a woman or a child so examine themselves. Let God speak to your heart. Because we're not a religion. We are a called out assembly washed in the blood of the Lamb. If God's dealing with something in your attitude that you may have had this past week, maybe you need to come and lay it at the altar. Because if we confess our sins to Him, not to me, I've got to confess my own. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us by His blood from all unrighteousness. God's dealing with your heart. You come. Number 168 in your hymnals, if you would. 